the last of its eighth-dimensional probes. Theorizing that one could save the world with the teachings of popular culture, Dr. Sean, Buck, Gilberto stepped into the TVA and accelerator and vanished. He awoke to find himself in a dimension not of sight but of sound, existing in an imaginary non-space called the inner webs. His chief advisor on this journey is Greg, the gruff co-founder of the project, who appears in the form of a voice Sean can only sometimes hear. They are often accompanied by other travelers on the seas of fate, such as Hazel Lynn, Sarah Gary, Mandarin, Robo Brooks, and Tracy Luna. I am Ron, an experimental robot built by Sean to be his constant companion. We've been running ever since, leaping from life to life pointing out things that once went wrong, in movies and TV. In this strange wild adventure inexplicably known as... TV ate my dinner. You're listening to TV ate my dinner. My name is Sean. With me are Andrew and Lynn. Good morning. Hey, how's it going? Not even morning. Greg wanted to be with us. We were going to start, and it was morning, and then Greg and his computer failures, and (sighs) the sad, sad story of Greg not being here again. (laughs) Greg, we miss you. Yeah, really. Well, (laughs) it required the use of a computer to be here, and that... And the performance of one of his most elaborate excuses. (laughs) He he pantomimed getting his computer to work for (laughs) That he actually did... (laughs) He got here, he did connect with us, he did speak with us for a while, began immediately telling us his computer wouldn't work, fidgeted with it for about 15 minutes, and then dropped out. Incoming transmission from Lifeform Greg. Nope. (laughs) Nope. Nope. Too late. Ron, block. Yeah, exactly. Block caller. Block caller. Attempting to to block Ron again. Ron. Where are you when we need you? Reinitiate. Get back on the clock. I am on the clock. Engaging override protocols. An unexpected error has occurred. Well, shit. Wait, great. Greg, are you back? Okay, I'm here. I'm here. With us is Greg as well. And tonight we're going to talk about The Hobbit. Oh, The Hobbit. So it's a good thing. Good thing we're such a good man. 12 hours of The (laughs) Hobbit. (laughs) Well, let's just stick to part three. I'm talking about the old trilogy. You didn't have to go to the marathon, Greg. <laughs> yeah, really. I'm not going to watch that fan edit. That fan edit sounds all yeah. wrong. I'm, but I, I'm I watching still it right now. It's got some. That I'm going to do my own fan I, edit. I would watch it because it's got some interesting. Like, you get to see how it goes when they. Because they just cut out that long introduction with the old Bilbo and everything. You go straight into the first bit from the book with the good morning and the. 
What do you uh, mean, good morning? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I see that in my head Straight already. That, I know that. And work. it really gives you the feel for how that really does work a lot better. And they've cut out all <laughs> the of these movie flashbacks. You're watching. And they've cut out all the bits with the White Council. They've cut out Radagast. And it really... It, I think what it does is it negates the need for those action sequences that Peter Jackson loves to put in for no reason, like where they're getting chased by the orcs before they even go to the elves. Because the thing moves so much quicker, yeah. you don't need to have an action sequence every 20 minutes to wake the audience up. We're well, already just following yeah, the story. Yeah, you don't have to wake everybody back up because the story's, the story's the moving. The story's moving along much quicker, so you don't need those action sequences. So, Because I'm, I'm watching it right now. Oh, I, feel, I feel like and this is going to be so much fun. It's gonna be fun. I, I, got, I got when you posted that when she Lynn posted, I was like, I got so excited. I was like, I need to start doing this now because I'm already because I, I I like that other people are doing it. Apparently, everybody in the world because if you look at yeah, they will. Had this oh idea, yeah, look this could be a million like, versions. They should have a website where everybody everybody submits their own. <laughs> it's like a contest. Like that's a Who great can make the best idea. version. If New Line did that, that would, the, yeah. That the one thing I'm not cool, liking but... is that they cut out the blunt the knives and bend the forks. Yeah, they cut out stuff that is in the book as well. Yeah, I'd leave all that stuff in. I might cut out the burping scenes and stuff like that. I don't mind moving that yeah. scene along, but I won't cut the singing out. I think they cut a bit of that. They, but I wouldn't cut the song. I would end up, but I would cut more things like some of the more implausible action sequences, like with the goblins. Maybe move that a bit quicker. It, 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 They've moved the um, the barrels a lot quicker, everybody. but still, there's too much orcs in the barrels. Yeah, I wouldn't leave so the bite really scene in, the in at all. Sequences, yeah. Splashing into water and then getting out the other end. That's all. You oh, need that's what we were just talking about. That would be the best sequence ever if they go in the barrels, dissolve. They're in Lake Town, and then they're because the, the only scene that's there in the book yeah, is where they're the talking square, to talking the Lake to the Town people, yeah. saying, "We need your help." That's in the book. Mm-hmm. So you'd cut right to that. Right. None of this bard smuggles us in bullshit you, that nobody cares about. And then you cut to them leaving on the boat that morning, and then you cut yeah, to them done. That could be so easily done. Like, I mean, like you could just show forty minutes. I mean, as far as the transition goes, you could just have it to where like the the dwarves see Lake Town from afar, you know, and they start walking to it and then they dissolve into the village where they're talking to people asking for help. Uh, you don't even have to I show mean, them walking. Usually you show them in barrels, dissolve, we're in Lake Town. And there's and there's parts that happen in the movie that like that like okay, that did happen in the books, but you could cut way down like the escape from the the uh the goblin yeah, king that's, area that's so long and the first one's like that lasts like thirty minutes that chase I was like just one thing they them running out one of the good things cut... that they've done in this version is that they've cut straight from they run out of the goblin town they run through the woods and they just run straight to Balon's house and that's why yeah. the goblins stop following them. rather than having the whole eagle sequence which is really long I know that's from the book and that's nice but it's it's quite long yeah I think I'd still want to cut that down and keep it though yeah because that is from the book you can cut the but you can cut to those characters like making this relationship between Thorin and Azog if you cut that out then the sequence works more like the book yeah and then you don't have to have all those flashbacks they have of Thorin and oh no you don't either. need that crap at all I mean you could just say we're fighting a scary looking goblin I don't have to know him we don't have to have a relationship he's a one handed goblin who looks mean <laughs> as shit in this version that's fine in the version I'm watching now and we cut the, out all... they get to Goblin Town the master of the Goblin Town mentions oh you know Azog you went fought him once. They have a, a brief flash to Azog on the mountain turning around looking scary. And he's like, that guy's dead. And he's like, no, he's not. And that's that's the first we've seen of him. <laughs> and then we cut straight to him chasing did they cut him. Out all, did they cut out all the Gandalf stuff? No, Gandalf's there. They, they've kept most of that. Yeah, they just cut him out of the hole. <laughs> but the cutaway stuff. They cut, stuff. That, I mean, they cut all say... the excess stuff with Gandalf going off and trying to find the necromancer, yeah. all the White Council that's stuff. That's what I mean. That's yeah, that's what I mean. All, all that gone. stuff. 
their most ridiculous scene from this movie. The most ridiculous scene of all three of these movies happens in this one when Gandalf, when, when they had this like expendable style rescue of Gandalf. <laughs> I love that. So that Actually, like the I love that sequence. I thought it was a lot of fun. We just had to show you this is why Sauron is gone for a few years. He just gets this major whooping. Yeah, that's how they explain <laughs> how it's, he's not a big in. deal. Because she just kind of walks in there and then all of a sudden they show up like, oh my God, she's down. And then they show up. And I'm like, okay, this can't get any more dumb. Because then, you know, Saruman's <laughs> starts doing Yoda okay, style this is, uh, fighting and stuff. I kind of have a weird Hobbit question. It, it is established like in true canon that the Necromancer is Sauron. It is. Okay. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's real. Yeah. All right. They, they put yeah. in a lot and, of stuff and from it, there. It's vaguely true stuff. that they did run him off. Like that's They established that it was him and run him off, but they didn't really go into details. <laughs> but then the best part of that scene, we skipped it, is when they're like, and then Radagast just comes in on a sled. It's like, it's like what? Sled pulled by bunny rabbit. <laughs> I said At that point, I have to tell you, at that point, I was happy. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like oh just whatever. That's the if thing about this one. This, like, if we're talking it. about our overall thoughts of this one, like, it probably has the most you could just cut completely out. But I think I enjoyed this one way more than the second one. Oh, yeah. Because even, even though those dumb storylines were there, like the love scene and that stuff, at least they just had closure. Yeah. So it was fun. You're like, okay, most cool, of that's it, done. Most that's of it cool. I had a lot of fun with. The only thing that really, really irritated me was Monobrow guy from Lake Town. I was like, cut him oh, out. Yeah, he, he was the worst. And then they didn't do anything with him in the end. And because he was just really annoying. He's just more and more annoying. And it annoying never paid off, though. You yeah, didn't get and it killed didn't or do anything. anything. You're like, yeah, there was no reason to have him. You know what, though? I really appreciate about this movie from an editing perspective because I watched this whole movie just looking for edit points. Yeah. And I was like, it's like they know because every time there's like a pointless character because the late time people are like, our homes are destroyed. And they sort of pan over and Legolas is standing there like, why is he here? <laughs> Who's this <Yeah>. guy? <laughs> why does he have lines? He's just standing there watching He's them. The he creeper. ran off after that <laughs> other dude. Why did he even come back? Well, and, it is convenient. But too, the, he immediately says, okay, you and I don't belong in this story. Let's go off on some completely pointless subplot. Like, good, go. If you think about now it, like, yeah, because even movie. in the battle at the end, that would be a tricky part because the orcs come in. But then that whole section where, no, they're getting those other orcs, and these guys are coming down, and then yeah, you can he, all that like, crap out. And he's like, but oh, the thank you for coming. getting killed without... Because you can show, screaming. yeah, you can just show all that stuff with the the first orcs coming in, and then you can kind of be cross cutting Thorin's kind of fight with that guy. Like, oh, this is part of that battle, and then mm-hmm. he died, and okay, cool. And you can show some of those deaths a little quicker, just do it as a montage, like Jedi style. Yeah, like, and then all the dwarves were killed, and then moving along. No love story here. <laughs> no, no love story here. Cutting on. Yeah, let's just get past all of that. Well, because they both died, right? So no, no. Well, what do you mean, both? Yeah, you just you Toriel just have to cut die. out all the stuff where oh, it shows Toriel her reaction died. shots. You can just kill Toriel. Just show him die. I feel but very don't strongly show about her this. watching and screaming because who cares? She was lame. She but was just. That, and it would actually work. There's a lot of fun action sequences here. If you just cut it down, it's not as bad as like a Transformers where it's just there's just so much stuff going on that I now don't care because they do at least have the drama of the scene a little bit better, but. But it's like we were saying, these these engaged action well, sequences, these prolonged scenes even, make you, they desensitize you well, they were fun. And the thing about this one, I, at this point, I just think, I had such low expectations. And so they were fun. The fight scene, like, Legolas is the most fun to watch in these fight scenes. Like, oh, this is cool. So this is neat. Yeah, and I really <laughs> enjoyed like, all the drama. It's like, all this is going, but it's fun to watch while I'm here. <laughs> like, I, when Thorin dies, it, like, you know, when the... Keely dies, or what? You don't care, but or Feely, or which we either one of them for that matter. Right. But when Thorin dies, you really feel it because that's like straight out of the book, and it, it's this big moment. 
Yeah, and that's why I like that the guy in the the edit because it's funny how with the pro- when we talked about the first one and when we talked about the second one, we had all these issues like, well, how are they going to you know if Thorin and Bilbo are already fine now? How where do they go from there? How are they going to do that? Or how does Sauron get? You know, banished, or how do they? They just no. Who cares? He's just they don't like <laughs> yeah, each other now. He's not here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. And he you do just it went, from the perspective of the, the clouds. Movement. You're like, okay, okay. They, I guess they didn't care about <laughs> leading. Bye, but Greg. I like that point. Oh, he here's again. But I like that point about cutting all that out and waiting because that is the most powerful when he kind of accepts them at the end. You're like, okay, cool. Like, I get it. Well, What's I like the, the idea of dragon sickness, dragon dragon sickness shit. <laughs> It's Drag six. Yeah, it's just like somebody that. who gets a bit money crazy. Hmm. Hopefully they can't. Like, do they have to have a name anybody, for it? He can't just uh, be nuts. Because the dragon, they were money crazy before dragon ever showed up. Yeah, so I mean that's a dumb. Well, why does yeah, it, like why his, do they have to like his granddad? They're trying to create a moral pretext sick? for why Thorin goes crazy. It wasn't basically. his granddad already crazy? Like, why is he such an asshole now? It's like he's got dragon sickness. Yeah, it's a dragon. Anyways, it's dumb, but. Well, if you were just talking about that and that was like a nickname for when people go money crazy, that's fine. But trying to actually act like the dragon's presence physically but, cursed the But treasure. see, that's the problem of stretching it out. Because like in the way The Hobbit worked before, it's like Gandalf and the dwarves are kind of mysteries. You're not supposed to be like, oh, I feel for these guys and I love to eat. They're just like, these guys are kind of weird and mysterious and I don't... Bilbo's the guy that... Yeah, I'm they're all kind of jerks in and the then, book. Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah, and so you get to that point, and they're like, we don't want to do this. And you're like, yeah, I get it. That's part of your character. And Gandalf is kind of mysterious and just disappears. Like, I get it. He's kind of weird. <laughs> but they made Thorne like a likable character, and they've been, so they have to have a reason for him to be a douche at that point. So you're like... <laughs> yeah, but I'm starting goes, to think that just prequels in general are a bad idea. Because the pressure are a bad to idea because they, they know too much, and they yeah. can't help themselves. The Hobbit, if you just did that yeah. book, because the book came first, it would have been fine. But but they just wanted it to be a Lord of the Rings tie-in so much that they that he lost the story. I mean, I enjoyed it, but is that part of the lost thing? the story in, in the telling. Yeah. Is that actually part of canon? I know, I mean, it's like the shout-out part, but I thought Gandalf... Did Legolas actually go find Aragorn? No. Legolas That's and the Aragorn dumbest... do have adventures together, don't they? I thought but they that's knew the dumbest tease. Before I thought Gandalf and Aragorn had because they were looking for Gollum and stuff. I knew Gandalf. Yeah, but this is the weirdest line in the, in the whole thing. Like it, that, that's such a pre- this is the most prequely line ever because you you should What's already well, know this, but they have to te- spoon feed the audience to like this, this movie is full out Lucas the, he, where he, he says he, you should he, go Jackson's meet a man named Lucas. Aragorn. I mean, he doesn't say Aragorn, but he says it's very similar to you should go learn about the Force and learn. It's how to exactly the same, and that was the dumbest line in those Star Wars prequels where it's like why don't you go talk to the ghost of Qui-Gon Jinn so you can learn how to be a ghost because like in that movie when you'll do that yeah why why do you have to explain things like that hey why don't don't you go off in the woods and meet Aragorn so you can be part of that other trilogy (laughs) in case people didn't miss it maybe your eye color will change along the way (laughs) yeah because I don't like maybe you'll get younger because you're going on the land I don't like the idea that 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 Elf King also is invested in Aragorn's, like, uh, yeah, why does you know, he care about the king one? I because like the idea. They just it's gave him that idea. line for our benefit. He has no business caring about that. It's fun when it's like Gandalf's idea and then Elrond comes around to it. You know what I mean? That's an end idea. You're like, okay, now they believe in him. I don't like that every, the whole universe just thinks he should come back and be king. Well, that's a dumb idea because why don't they just go get him? Well, especially this guy. Him. Why would he care at all? He doesn't care about anybody. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a jerk. 
Like, and at that point, Aragorn's like, through the whole thing, and then at the end, he pretends like he cares. Like, well, I'm glad it all worked out. He should just out. be a dick because that's what that's what the, those elves are. Kind of like in the Hobbit, they just lock them up and then they get drunk. They're not like, they're not Lee, good people. Lee Pace, Lee Pace is at a banner year for overplayed villains. <laughs> <laughs> that and Guardians too, where he's ruining because it's like the same. Like, yeah, but, it's, but in Guardians, like, it works so well. He's a perfect overblown villain in that. That guy's awesome. And, Gar- and Guardians, they know they they treat him like an overblown villain. They know he's an overblown villain. And he's on that Halt and Catch Fire show where he's an yeah. overplayed villain too. He's very yeah. He's got well, he, he has to sort of play the. And Guardians is like you're you're mugging against Thanos. You gotta you gotta bring it. Well, they make fun of it at the end. That's the point. That's why they earn it in that because he starts dancing. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I want to see some of those behind the scenes. I think they have like these extended behind the scenes where they're all dancing for no reason. Oh, I got to watch the special features of that. They're pretty good. But I'm, I got the yeah, Blu-ray sitting in front of me. But but this I don't know that's what I was saying I, I just think this one was I was I thought this was me the most boring like the trailer bored me to tears of this movie. And then you watch this, like, that was all kind of fun. It was a lot of fun. They didn't. But I felt most vindicated because when, you know, when the scene opens up and, and he kills Smaug and you're like, this should have been the end of the other movie. It's oh, my exactly God. That's what so I said. So should have been the end of the other movie. Everything, if it was the end of the... Completely agree. Or the moment, because it lasts five minutes. Yeah. And it's over with. You know what else? And it's so out of place in this movie, and it would have fit perfectly in the other because you wouldn't have had that terrible ending with the dwarves if you'd had an. But it's also, it's also a big, um, it's a big example to me of how the filmmakers have forgotten filmmaking 101. Because when you watch the special features of Lord of the Rings, they're talking about Saruman, and they're saying how in the original cut they had him in movie three and they said but you can't kill your film two villain at the beginning of film three it's death on screen it's just you can't do it because it's a bad way to do a movie to start off a movie with killing the film two villain they said that when they were making the lord of the rings and they just go and do it in the hobbit and i'm like well what what is wrong with you people you just said you couldn't do it you just did it that's why i think i almost feel like yeah and you proved that you can't it It was a marketing decision it was definitely a marketing decision yeah i don't even know if they yeah to stretch the dragon out more they're like well if it's gonna be three movies then we need like that it's like that Game of Thrones episode this year where that scene happened, you know, it was supposed to be extended of them, Jon Snow meeting Mance and all them. But it's like, this should have been the end of that because it feels like that episode, the end of the battle mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. too long. That's what this felt like. Yeah, it's like this was the end of that. Like the scene, the shot. I mean, literally, you could just cut to that shot coming in. That's what we'll do, too. Thank you. <laughs> so like, like, it'll cut to but, him but flying. But we're not going to do know, three movies, so it's okay. We don't have to have that climax. That's what I mean, though. It works perfectly for us. It's like, oh, that's, that'll be seamless. Oh, yeah. It's going to be awesome right in, in the way we cut it together. It's going to be amazing. That's what I love about these movies is, like, there's gold in these movies. I think the extended cut of the third movie is going to be really good because I felt like there was really clear bits of it where I thought there's been a conversation edited out here. There's been oh, oh, that creepy thing again. The conversations they should have been having having that they cut out in favor of action sequences. But what's funny is it's like this whole dragon sickness thing with Thorne is kind of like a metaphor for Peter Jackson Uh. in these movies. It's like you. It's like you've become obsessed (laughs) with this. Yeah, maybe he has unnecessary trappings, and you've lost the spirit of the whole thing. I mean, he did. I mean, I love Peter Jackson, but this—he has gone full on. Lucas oh yeah, this is the producer so telling him, "This is not who we are. Get out of my cider before I kill you." 
I, I still think the worst moments in this are better than the best moments in the prequels. Oh, probably. yeah. Oh, yeah. These are just, cause they, because they have the mythology to back it up. You well, know? the other thing is that this but one has really good acting. that's not him, though. Yeah. Whereas the prequels didn't. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's what I feel bad about this, because Martin Freeman so kills these three movies. Oh, he's so I good. I wish he would have been Frodo almost now. Like, that he would have been, like, because he is so good at playing that Hobbit character, that same kind of... He's so funny. I don't know how... Uh, he's awesome. Yeah. It's it's he's the best person he, he because well, if it can't really be Ian Holm, then I'm so glad it was him. Well, they they have a feel for like the casting and stuff. It's so weird how they get so hung up on this these unnecessary elements. I liked everybody. I like the guy who played Bard. Yeah, it actually it actually even kind of makes me he's wonder good. if like you know how like in, they they had a theatrical version of the of each Lord of the Rings movie, and then they had that long cut that you could buy as a DVD. Extended edition. Yeah, yeah. that, uh, that you know, as what as can happen with big-time directors, the studios take their hands off of them. And so they... We, we've said that time and time again, yeah. yeah. And, that, and so that's what this... Essentially, what he, he put the extended extended edition on the on the big screen. No, he hasn't, but because then he does I've got another the extended, extended edition, edition, and that's better. It's like he gets a three-hour version of The Hobbit to put in the theater, and then does a three-and-a-half-hour extended version. Oh, my God, why would you want to watch that? <laughs> because no, there no, are better no, scenes because the extended, extended version versions. is better. The ex- yeah, the extended version has all these really good scenes in it that should have been in the I need to watch theatrical those. version. Man, I need they to should watch have cut now. out some of the crap from the theatrical version that we didn't need, like the love stories or some of the stupid bouncing rabbit scenes, yeah, yeah. and put in the really good scenes from the extended edition that were character moments or things with the dwarves that you wanted to see. Some more of... How much does Rat... Let's think about this. How much does Radagast have to be in there? Well, the version I'm watching, he's because not in it I... at all, and I haven't missed him. <laughs> Well, the no, one the scene I do in, the, in the first, in that first movie, I do like the one scene where he gets to his house. It's like a creepy kind of scene. That is a good scene. Like it gives to it, it, like just show him pulling up to his house and going around and that little mole thing dying and then the spiders coming outside because that just gives you some kind of. I, it might. It might. Have well, to, it, it has to go because it doesn't belong too. there. But that's it's a good scene. But it's such a but good that's scene. That's not the point. We're not cutting scenes because they're bad. We're cutting scenes because they don't go. Yeah, like that's that's, that's where you, you get in the okay. where they're like, but we'll keep this because it's good. It's like no, 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 well, no. So you no. could take, you could take the deleted scenes and make yourself a a uh, Gandalf and Radagast movie yeah, in itself. Make us <laughs> Hobbit two. <laughs> kind of like a oh, that's a good idea, Greg. That's a real experiment. Yeah. That was originally what the second movie well, was going to be. They were going to do the first movie that was just going to be The Hobbit. Now they're going to do the second movie, which was the lead up to The Lord of the Rings. Here's the experiment for you. Here's what will tell the story. If you did that, would that second movie be worth a crap at all? Or would it seem like completely superfluous information? To be honest, I love wizard fights, so I would watch it. Well, I, I'm, I'm for trying that as an experiment just to see what that second yeah, part would be. Yeah, go ahead. Because, I mean, it just detracts from the Hobbit movie because you've got this bigger narrative going on. You're like, well, I don't really care what the dwarves are doing because there's a wizard fight going on. It's kind of funny. Prequels always kind of show you how you think that stuff will be interesting until you see it. Because I would have thought the Star Wars prequels were a good idea, and then they show you that stuff. You're like, oh, no, it's terrible. I'm so sick of the Clone Wars. Well, these movies and books particularly, though, because what's magical about The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings, and and when you watch, even The Lord of the Rings kind of takes this away a bit, but it's necessary to show, like, Gandalf talking to Saruman and stuff, even though you don't see, you know. But... With the Hobbit, just keep it this journey with them. Because what's so magical about the books, you read them, both the Lord of the Rings and that, and you just have their perspective. 
And so you're on this crazy journey and you're getting introduced to all these things as Bilbo or as Frodo are doing those. So that's why there's like the world be kind of kind of unfolds. You don't have, okay, there's, you know, this guy named Bilbo, but let's show you all these elfin thing kingdoms before we even got there. You know, you see them as you, they see them for the first time. And that's what's so magical mm-hmm. about it. So I would, I would edit with that kind of standpoint. Yeah, I think that'll well. work. Like not cut away, like keep it in Bilbo's perspective all the time as much as I can. Mm. And they did that when they did Lord of the Rings. They cut out a bunch of stuff that they liked because they said we're doing the Frodo-centric version. And that worked really well because you got that narrative through. When you've got so much stuff going on in this fantasy world, you have to have something to hold on to. And that main character is what does it. It's like they broke all their own rules making this They did. But it's like, imagine if you hadn't seen Isengard or all that stuff before you saw it. Your party got there. You're like, what is this? You know, whereas you see it immediately. I don't know. It's needed in Lord of the Rings, but... This one, I try to make it as much a small story as possible. Yeah. It's supposed to be. Like, cause that's what it is. It's well, just it's, a little It's adventure. a little adventure leading up to how come Frodo has the ring. That's all that's really important to the wider story. Right. And then it's a fun dwarf. It's a nice little battle, but it doesn't have to be the most epic battle of all time. Well, they made it way bigger than any of the ones in Lord of the Rings. How can the ones in Lord of the Rings feel as important as they do if this one's the biggest battle that we've ever seen? <laughs> that's the whole problem of the yeah. Star Wars prequels too. We're supposed to watch these in sequence, so I'm going to see that. Then I'm going to watch the first trilogy. We see the the rematch between Darth and Obi Wan, and it's just like banging sticks together, and then he dies. Like, whoa, that was a yeah. letdown as a as a reunion. I was like, you gave up pretty quickly. <laughs> that's a really nice. Uh, that's a nice overview of that fight. Banging sticks together, and then he dies. That's pretty much every fight scene. Banging sticks well, together, and then he dies. Especially after they had a 20 minute battle in the previous movie. Yeah. Or they're like battling through lava and jumping on hover bikes and <laughs> And then they they never even leave it in the next I have the They really ground. did get old. Don't try it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have the four inch advantage. You haven't got a chance. <laughs> oh my god. It's great dramatic dialogue. You kind of want want Darth Vader to say something about that in the fight later on when they get to it. Who has the high ground now, bitch? Did you see that? Yeah, exactly. Not to get to get to sidetracking Star Wars. Did you see that article where it said Lucas almost directed? Oh, I saw that. It's like, man, that probably would have. Disney was like, if that's your plan, no deal. Was before he was going to sell it too. He was going to he was going to make Episode Seven, then sell the company. But then he had a child, so he's like, I'm just going to sell. It. That's a, I was like, <laughs> oh my god. That's like saying I'm going to pee in the pool and put my house on the market the next day. And he has no involvement with this at all. He has he doesn't know what the story is, which means he has good. no involvement. I was like, awesome. yeah, that's awesome. good. It's great. He, I like what he said because he said I've never got, been able to experience Star Wars. Like I've always, he's like I want to just. He said he watched the trailer finally and liked it. And he's like I, I just want to see think it. Sucks. That ought to be fun. I also heard that they're going to release the uh, yeah. the original cuts on Blu-ray. Yay! Yeah, I haven't oh, seen really? anything definite on that, but I, I hope that's well. true. I heard it. I, I but, figured you know. they're going to make some money Mega can. Mondo Blu-ray set that's got all that on it at some point. I think they're starting to release the 3D ones on on their website now because they had only gotten around to doing the Phantom Menace in 3D and they stopped. But I thought I saw hold on where they're doing like Revenge of had, the Sith or one of them. Have we? Yeah, we did talk about that. Have we? We talked about the trailer. That was two months ago. But did we even talk about it in our Interstellar episode? I didn't listen to about the episode. Star Wars. I don't. I think we just talked about Interstellar. Did we talk about the Star Wars trailer at all? Because that was after the Halloween episodes. I don't, I don't think there wasn't much to talk about. I think we about. talked about it. Like I was the... just now thinking about that. I think we talked about it some online, but uh, like on the 
Did we? Did, oh, real quick, did you guys like it? Well, was, yeah, with the, I mean, there it was much cool. To it, I mean, it was, I, you know, the, yeah, it didn't really uh, answer any questions at all. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I don't want I any questions answered. I gotta, I gotta watch. The internet keeps trying to tell me things. Like Mark Hamill talks about what it's like. I don't care. I'm gonna watch the there movie. There was a lot of controversy it about the fun. lightsaber. It fun. Yeah. <laughs> The lightsaber, I, I mean, cool. I saw the lightsaber that's, and went, oh, that's ridiculous. But then, you know, you laugh at it, you go, it's cool, cool. it's Star fine. Wars, plus, I mean, it's, that's practical. Lightsabers are intrinsically it's, ridiculous. I mean, they're all If dangerous. somebody was coming at me with a laser sword, I might want a handguard. <laughs> did saying. you see that Colbert, like, did a defense of that? He's like, you don't know what's inside of it. He, did yeah. a, he drew a diagram. And all. <laughs> I like Colbert, All man. I'm saying I'm is you put two I'm little metal bits underneath the lightsaber bit so that it wouldn't chop your wrist off. That's all you need, and it would be okay. I don't know. I think, it, I think it felt like Star Wars, though. Like, it felt intrinsically like, oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, I love everyone's just... Yeah, yeah, all the reactions. People were complaining that the, the satellite dish was different. It's like, hello, it got knocked off. It is different. It's yeah, a brand a new, new dish. But, I mean, you can't... Like, I loved it. Yeah, I, I watched it like five times. Right? Ooh, like, that's awesome. Have you seen so, where Lando is, is on the Rebels show and it's Billy D? Uh, I mean, I've watched that yeah, Rebels show. Is pretty, I I'm going to watch that. it just because of that. I, I've, I've watched like the first three or four episodes, but I haven't really wa- I haven't watched them all yet. Here's what I wish they well, would do. I, if they're going to do that, then why not just do an animated Lando movie? They're already in the stores on DVD, the Rebels shows. Remember oh, about ten minutes oh, ago when yeah. we said not to get sidetracked by Star Wars? Well, what? We, we, we already talked about The Hobbit. Not this a whole lot 2015 is the year of Star Wars. All right. It's going to end. Okay. The our, our, well, can we, can we take a moment for me to say my piece about Interstellar? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what could pop up? We already, we already, fashion, two months after I mean, we already, episode. We already demolished well, it. Well, pretty much I agree yeah. with everything you guys said. The story was heavy. I mean, I, I, I enjoyed it. Like, in, I was kind of, I think I Andrew said that, you know, you kept trying, like you'd see the continuity, you'd see the errors, the holes, plot holes, and stuff, and you just kind of throw them in the back of your mind because you're watching the, you're trying to enjoy the ride of the movie. Yeah, it feels like and a ride. I would recommend ride. it to everybody, but I have super problems with it. And, and the funny thing is, I talk to just normies, like normal people, about like people that wouldn't analyze the story like to what the level we're doing right now. They're just like, I oh, just go movies. And everybody loves it. They're like, that was great. Why didn't you like it? I was like, well, I just have issues with it. <laughs> it's like, I have a lot of story issues. They're like, what? I just think like, about things. I just. Here's a link Let to me the re- I don't yeah, list. I just give you a link to. That's why when people ask me why I don't like Dark Knight Rises, it's a problem like, I have. I actually referenced your Facebook post, Jonathan. Just read that. I actually this did is, that too. Because it's, it's a guy that I know that periodically will ask me what I think about movies, and he did that. He's like, what do you think about Interstellar? It's like, here, just here's a link to my blog. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, there's like tw- I have 20 pages of question well because because it's hard with Interstellar because even a lot of that stuff we, we're approaching it almost from a writer standpoint it's like I just don't think that holds water and that's like a different than saying that's just totally convoluted and doesn't make sense and so a lot of people go well you, could, you can kind of explain anything away in that movie and I was like yeah I guess but that's not good storytelling All right. so, if we have to like, make up reasons yeah, for it shouldn't be stuff our working, job then you guys haven't done your job work. Yeah, yeah, and that's what. But we're we feel like that because, but most I think average person's like, yeah, it was fun. They like that ride aspect that we enjoy, but they're not even yeah, going. And, into and for it that, it's fun. <laughs> but I you can do it. both. You can that's have good. a movie that was fun like that and still earn it with the story. That's all we're saying. That one's pissing me off more and more. Though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> still talking about that. Sorry, anymore. I brought it up. <laughs> Well, what's another good one? We because we have covered a lot of ground. There's a lot of you think you think a lot of cool stuff has happened that we haven't had a chance to talk about yet. 
Uh, what do you think about the uh, what's it, James Lynn? Uh, this is the Minnesota inside uh, of the Hobbit episode. The, the director from uh, Fast and the Furious doing Star Trek. What do you think about that? The Fast and the Furriest. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because the reason Robert Orkey left, what I read, was that Paramount said, why can't you make it more like Guardians of the Galaxy with more of those fun alien-type characters? And then they bring in the Fast and the Furious. So I'm going to call it the Fast and the Furriest. Is what the next Star Trek movie is going to be called. Because basically you want Guardians of the Galaxy in a Star Trek context. So it sounds like we're going to get further from Star Trek than we were to begin with. But see, I mean, I think you could. Yeah, that, I think yeah. you could make a Star Trek movie that's got a yeah, lot of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy style action in it, and, and it would be with, true to Star Trek. I think if you re- Robert Orkey right. was more of a traditional Star Trek fan, though, mm-hmm. and and he had kind of said that he wanted to bring it back to the the original, the spirit of the original series, and I was hoping you would. Well, but you know, but I I see what you're saying though, Greg, because I mean, even Guardians, you could almost say. I think the thing that's weird about this, I like the first Star Trek movie, but like the thing about them is that they're trying to be too cool. And Guardians is, is like there's an earnestness mm-hmm. that's fun. Like you keep it fun, but there could be intellectual stuff with that. And there's that heart tone. there. You can do Towards that. Like, the problem is, though. Because it, it, it keeps the humor, but it has the heart. Whereas the other ones are like, we are awesome and look mm-hmm. how badass we are. You know, that's kind of what What scares me is that they're trying to be like that. Guardians wasn't really trying to be like anything because it, it was kind of different than what had already been established as a formula for success. That's what part of what its charm was. So if someone's just trying to copy it without knowing what made it work, then it could be a pretty terrible movie. I'm not saying they're going to do that. I'm not saying Justin Lin will make a bad movie necessarily. I mean, he's he's not a bad director, but it doesn't seem like the building blocks he would want to start with. I think he's not going to create a a cerebral movie. He's he's been paid that signed on to do an action flick. And, well, I don't and, think we have to worry about it being too smart for us. Yeah, but, I mean, well, I mean, this Paramount is now competing against Guardians of the Galaxy and Star Wars, and they and Star Trek is their best property to do that with. And so, you know, they're going to make an action movie out of it. So, it's, in my opinion, Star Trek I've is done. never minded the action. It's But yeah. the core, the story in, in the middle of the action has to work. Mm-hmm. You can always have action. I think Star Trek just belongs in... I think... I think Star Trek belongs on TV. Like it should just go like because now would be the it's like the golden age of TV, and you could do some really yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I would actually TV love series. to see that. But they like like the production quality could be just as good as the movies, but it's not based on. But they just won't really do that. The, the, the Star Trek that we know is is over. It's done. Why can't they do both? Why can't there be you know like another? I think Bear, Paramount's just afraid of saturation because they had so much Star Trek around that people got sick of it, and it kind of killed the franchise altogether but it but now that it's not quite as strong in the theater like you still have enough popularity that you could try to broker that into another they could do an agents of shield kind of thing yeah like where it's like oh this is in that same universe now the new one but it's oh yeah and you you want to do like a something do a star trek cinematic universe you know that's what you need if you're really trying to do franchise building that's what all the cool kids are doing like do you start a star trek tv show that ties into that that movie universe but it's just like 30 years in the future right <laughs> the alternate right well, that, I mean, that would be a cool concept like... maybe where they could explore smarter storylines you know so yeah um, where you could do the but they, Riker played but they by Brian Cranston they seem to have some, oh that would be awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but they have I think there's some some issues with, with the way that the uh, the property is divvied out so it could, 
like you know like they're having problems like they can't the the company that does like the licensing for the toys and stuff doesn't want to do the new Star Trek well, because the old Star the, Trek is the so whole profitable reason, and well JJ Abrams wanted to do more of that cinematic universe but he wanted his Star Trek to replace all Star Trek mm-hmm. and the problem is not just that the, the the license companies but Paramount doesn't by itself own Star Trek. It's split between them and CBS. So you you kind of have to get both of those guys together on the idea of doing a TV show, and you kind of get to get both of those entities together on the idea of doing any kind of shared license or anything like that. So it is a little bit more difficult. What if you go to CBS? What if they're crimes in space? <laughs> yeah, really. Murder mystery in show, space. Yeah. Star Trek. Star yeah. Trek rape unit. Procedural. <laughs> Yeah, Starfleet Rape Squad. <laughs> well, with Kirk flying around, they kind of need one of those. <laughs> Star Trek Space S- Rape. SAU, Special Aliens Unit. <laughs> SPU, yeah, Space Rape Unit. <laughs> can, we, can we write that, please? I just like Space Rape dun, Unit dun. as a name. SRU. Don't don't. Don't I was nowhere near the holodeck on Tuesday night. I never said it was in the holodeck. Don't don't. Yeah. What are you gonna do in zero gravity? That'd be cool mystery. No like, you get, like you get a holodeck character to kill somebody. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you yeah, turn the safety features off on the holodeck? Again. Again. <laughs> it would be funny if it, the whole show was just it takes place in present day, but they're all holodeck cases and every it's like bookended <laughs> episodes. Like we're going in and solving this, but it's a Star Trek show. We go into the holodeck in episode one, and then it breaks down, and we're stuck yeah. in that simulation for the whole rest that's, of the show. That's the uh, that's the life on Mars. Yeah. That's, that's a normal CBS. That's the life on point. Mars yeah. model. Space rape unit. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they've taken out the whole bit. I'm still watching the fan edit of Hobbit, <laughs> and they've they've taken out the bit where they covered Smaug in gold, like they just had a bit of an action sequence, and then Bilbo saying, you can't go over to the town. He's like, I'm going to the town, and he bursts out, and he's covered in gold for no reason, just shakes it off and flies to the town, and now yeah, they're going yeah, straight to the town. That. You have to cut that whole co- scene where he's shaking the gold more. off. Yeah, you... Cause then well, they, they just showed they him shaking in, the gold like off they... for no reason. It was pretty funny. But how does that How does that end where they, like... He's talking to them, and the rest of them come in, like before he goes nuts and starts hunting them. What happens there? I forgot what happens. He just because you'd have to. Thorin won't let Bilbo run back into the halls in safety, and then Smaug comes up and confronts them, and says, "Oh, it's a it's a dwarf. You lied to me." And then all the other dwarfs run out and go, "Ah, dwarfs!" And then they start running around. And then there's just a bunch of shenanigans where they fire up the fire up the gold statue machine. Yeah, that's taken out then of this one. Then you cut one. to him leaving the mountain, stuff. though. That's what I would do. Yeah, it, there was, that's what it should do. Because there's a lot of stuff there that doesn't make any sense. Like, people really should be dead by now. <laughs> they do a lot of falling down from really high places and just... They just scrunch up a little bit and then, I'm fine. <laughs> so now we've Did just gone straight to Lake Town. Did you guys see when Smog was on um, Colbert? Yes, Smog was on Colbert? No, I didn't see that. Awesome. Colbert visited the set of Lord of the Rings. But well, well but he's the, in. The he's was in the on his yeah, no, he, that as well. I've watched the special features of the second one, and he also visited the set, and they gave him a sting and everything like that. Oh, yeah, okay. and well, so I mean, fan. he and both that. of his kids are in Lake Town in that scene. Yeah. Yeah, they're the kids that are chasing each other. And he's like a weird guy in an iPad. Did you something. guys see that trailer? I'm interested. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Colbert's uh, Late Show. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, did you see the last episode of the Colbert yeah. Report? It was really funny. 
Yeah, I did. It was sweet. I hate Craig Ferguson's gone though. He's he was hilarious. That dude's crazy. I never I never saw him, but yeah. it's gonna be interesting to see between Colbert and uh and uh Jimmy Fallon, because Jimmy Fallon's doing real well with the Tonight Show. Yeah. I think um uh, actually I kinda think Jimmy Fallon yeah, may, awesome. may have him. Great. I think he'll come out on top. Well, as long, but you know, as long as he gets enough of the ratings to stay in the running, that's all. That well, Colbert, but me. I think they'll be so different because you don't. The weird thing about Colbert is you don't know what he's going to do without. You don't know what yeah, he's going to do like without, without that, that sort of persona. Like, like, what is the format of the show even yeah. going to be? That's going to be really interesting to see what he does with that. But he, yeah, he's super smart. I mean, so I think it'll be fun. The guy, who, what's the name of that guy that's going to be on the? Late Late Show? Oh, the the dude from Saturday Night Live? No, that guy's in the he's in the no, late he's night. In, he's uh, not from Saturday Night Live. He's from um he's in a, he's been in movies. Oh, I don't know. Who who's taking the Late Late Show? It's like a that British comedian. He's kind of like a plumper kind of guy. <laughs> like he's he's in that I just watched a movie called Begin Again with Is that Mark any Ruffalo good? and Kieran it looked interesting. Uh, it's 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 cute. It's fun. I mean it's <laughs> not like the it's, it's a like movie for the lives. ladies. It's fun. The music's fun. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, yeah I mean, hey. hey. It was directed by the guy that, that once movie, that musical that had Greg, whatever. No, it's not his name, Greg. But the guy, he, he used to be in a band called The Frames, that director, and then the lead singer of The Frames is in that once movie, which is a musical, and they started a band because of that. But this is his second movie, and it's not a musical, but it's like Mark Ruffalo, this kind of burnt out music producer, and. He makes a record with Kieran Knightley. It's all right. I'll tell you one that I saw that was really good was Frank. Or the ladies. Have you seen the, the promos on that? I didn't oh, see that, Frank. <laughs> no, with uh, um, with Michael Fassbender. Where he just has the yeah. helmet on. It's, very, <laughs> it's, it's yeah, really sweet. It comes from, I didn't uh, realize that it that was written by John Ronson. So i got to get the original oh, really? story by John Ronson. because of, yeah, It's based on like his real life, I guess, that, that the character in there is basically him. Not the Frank character, but the John character in it, like the kid, the access kid. Oh yeah. But it's it's a sweet movie. I liked it a lot. What do you guys? Before I think I, my computer froze up. What do you guys think of that Ant Man trailer? Looks fun, doesn't it? I watched it. Looks fun. I don't. I know nothing about Ant Man, so. I don't think the trailer's good. Did you see that remix of the trailer? Where the people put like, because obviously this is going to be a comedic mm -hmm. one, like Guardians. You know, I think they're gonna. It's it's co-written by Adam McKay. Yeah, that's why I think it's gonna work. So it's like, so somebody did a trailer where because there's a point where he goes, like, uh, okay, you know, like where he's saying, I and now he's like, are we st are, are we stuck with that? Name? And then, the, but it, and <laughs> yeah, in that version of the trailer, it's like then serious music starts. But then somebody did a fun trailer where it's like, like it starts like fun music, where it's almost like a Guardians trailer. You're like, oh, this is fun now. And I you bet see, they're gonna get goofier like the right as show. they move along because they realize that's. They just stopped shooting that maybe like a month ago. So I mean, they're <laughs> all that footage was probably shot in December. Or, or they shot a lot November, of it here in Atlanta. So. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be fun. Do they? I really do. When's it come out? It comes out like in July or something. It's come like August. It's like the Guardians slot. And May first is Avengers, and those trailers. Oh, that's going to be too. awesome. I'm I'm really looking forward to the. That's going to yeah, be Avengers. That looks like something. And there's still a bunch oh, of back and forth about, about the Spider-Man thing. They're still not locked down. These oh, rumors yeah, keep man. 
persisting that, that it's like it's a locked deal. It's definitely happening. He's going to be in Infinity War, and then Sony comes back like, nope, nope, not true at all. It's like Sony, will you just sign the deal and take the check? <laughs> well, but they didn't. They lost money on. I think they lost money in because Amazing their Spider-Man ideas too, so. are terrible. Marvel's like, we we can come to agreements on the on the money, but we want full creative control because your ideas are awful. And so it's like, no deal. Yeah. We like our awful ideas. But why were they? Do- it's free money. But the thing about it is, they're not making a profit on I these know, movies just, now. It's so it's like, ego well, now. You're basically property. going to, <laughs> we're going to incorporate this into our hit making formula and we're going to cut you a check. And like, nope, I don't think so. We're going to make a, we're going to make an all girl spider woman movie team superhero. It's like, like, guys. I almost all wish, you know what I wish they do is like, Woo. like, I wish That's, I wish they just say okay movie. you can still make your own Spider-Man movies but we'll just make we can at least use the well, character. That was, just use the but character. That wasn't what Marvel was wanted. Silver, why not? That was sort of that that was part of what was being discussed but Marvel but was like no we, want, that. Like, we yeah, just make, want to use yeah, the character I don't, think, I don't think you could do that with, with Spider-Man. Oh, I know they've done that with like Quicksilver and stuff but with a big character this like This scene in the Hobbit is really upsetting me. This scene where Bard uses his son's shoulder to shoot the arrow at Smaug is really upsetting me because I hate that. I because hate that. the fletching of the arrow would actually destroy his son's neck and kill him. I thought right. about that in the movie theater. <laughs> I'm watching it because I've done because I've done and, archery and before and, I, and is, it destroys your arm if you don't wear an arm guard because the arrow just. The stupid past. thing about that is they build up those big kind of shooter things that the people build. They invented this huge kind of device. Yeah, that's that not even in the book. Yeah, and he doesn't even. Doesn't yeah, yeah, and they show it. And they show it in the tower, that weird thing, and then they go, oh, he just knocked it over. I was like, why did you even establish that that was a thing? And then he why has to use his son's shoulder. There's bits point. of wood hanging around, but he has to use his son's shoulder. Well, in the shoulder. book, he just uses an arrow, doesn't he? It's like, just a regular arrow in the book. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah just a regular bow and arrow. I was watching that scene, and I thought, you know, the bird there's a scene very early in that fight where he just shoots an arrow at him, and it looks like it's going to get him. I thought, couldn't we just cut that so that when he shoots that arrow, we just cut to the arrow going in, and he dies, and that's it. Yeah. Like, I think we can <laughs> just, we can cut this so that it looks like, like that regular arrow just killed Smaug. Yeah, easily, very easily. Because it would totally, think, it would like smash his neck, it would probably cut his throat. That's what's going on in, in my cut. <laughs> that's that. what's going through my cut, head. That's what's happening. He's just going to shoot an arrow and that's that. My cut is going to just have cut in scenes from the cartoon version. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Bard, I am yeah. Bard. I will shoot like this a, dragon. You have never failed like, me and I have <laughs> always recovered you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Black Arrow, you have me. <laughs> For my father of old. That's my favorite thing. What is, th- what is this thrush? Away, you are just but a normal thrush, away. but get so much more. <laughs> what? <laughs> I love the, the dialogue as well. Bilbo who? Bilbo Baggins? It's like... Why are you going around telling everybody my Christian name? Just get to the meat. That's like a great pickup line. Like, you are but a woman and so much more. (laughs) (laughs) Pants just fall off when you say that. Stupid ass. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I call it the panty snapper. I like the format of this episode. We keep Well, it's just that I'm watching it, and every time I see something that's upsetting me, I have well, to he, We're well, honoring well, the Hobbit films by just cutting way to completely unnecessary non sequitur. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next time for the conclusion of their epic discussion about how you shouldn't milk an idea for more than it is worth. In the meantime, listen to other episodes at tv8mydinner.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, doing us on Dweebler, or whatever. Dog Creek!
Dad Cat.